All right, welcome back to the Conehead Sports Podcast. Uh, here with somebody who I've never had on before, no recurring guest, Brandon Nevus. I think I got that right. Did I get it right? Uh, you're very close. It's Nevus. <laughs> all right, my my bad, Nevus. That's a, that's a hard good. one. It's all good. Yeah. But uh, it's great to have you on. Thanks for joining us, man. Well, I mean, uh, I've gotten to listen to your podcast a lot here recently, and like I really enjoy it, so I'm, I'm happy to be on. I appreciate that. Uh, all I've heard is like Colin, Landon, a few people just told me that you know you know your stuff, so I just had to get you on. Well, you know, I like to think that. You know, sometimes <laughs> they disagree with me, but I appreciate them saying that. <laughs> yeah, what's uh? We'll jump right into it with um. We'll talk about we'll talk about what happened today, and then we'll kind of we'll go that way. We'll start, and then we'll go back to what happened yesterday. But today. A very sad day. Alex Trebek died. I got the notification while I was at church. That's something that like I didn't I didn't think was gonna happen. Like I knew I didn't know he I didn't find out till this afternoon he was battling cancer and then he tragically passed away today. The literally the voice of Jeopardy. If you think Jeopardy, you think like Ken Jennings, the guy who went on that crazy streak, and then you think of Alex Trebek. Like he is he is Jeopardy. I don't know. Do you think they could replace him? I don't. I don't think they could replace him, but I don't know how Jeopardy is gonna move on from this. I think he's uh, first of all rest in peace. But uh, I think he's one of those guys. Like with Family Feud, uh, first thing, I, first person I think of is Steve Harvey. Yeah. And then you know Jeopardy, I think of you know Alex Trebek, and uh, you know and uh, my you know I would watch Jeopardy quite a bit actually uh, because my grandma likes to watch it. My dad likes to watch it's like we'll compete and see who can get the most right and you know and then uh, and then I've always really enjoyed Alex because I mean he has very dry humor but but sometimes he I thought he was hilarious but oh yeah yeah uh I heard about you know uh earlier in the year I did hear about his uh you know battle with cancer and so when I heard the news today you know it was sad but you know I wasn't surprised you know because he's an older guy and, you know, what he was battling through was pretty rough. But, you know, so he'll be missed. But uh, – and so I don't know what they're going to do as far as trying to find a new host. That's going to be tough. Oh, I don't know either. My mom and – my mom for the past – it's been a while. They – and my grandma, I know, they all love Jeopardy. They love to watch it. My mom likes to brag because she thinks she's the best at it. But, I mean, I like to, <laughs> I like, I like to let her think that. I like to let her think that. But, yeah, it's a, it's a sad day. So rest in peace yeah. to him. and. Hope his family's doing fine, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to start off with that. But we'll, we'll get into the we'll get into the sports. Um, yesterday, so yesterday, the last game of the day, I think. I don't know. There could have been a game after it. The Notre Dame Clemson game. Do you get to watch that game? Uh, I was able to watch like the last eight minutes of the fourth quarter, and then all of both overtime. So yeah, so I got to watch the good stuff. Exactly. So for anybody who didn't watch Clemson lost to Notre Dame it was like 47 to 0 the most interesting part of the game wasn't even the game at all it was the after effect of the game actually it was more during too Trevor Lawrence the star quarterback for Clemson has been out the last two games with coronavirus yet he was standing on the sidelines with a mask on repeatedly taking it off talking to people and putting it back on I don't know what what's going on there I don't know if that's they can do that. Maybe they can. But that to me, that felt very, very weird that he was on the sideline. Did you did you see that? Like, because that didn't seem right at all. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, what? I mean, the cutoff is what ten days, and you can't play. And I, what, I think that game was like the ninth day, and he was walking around the sideline constantly, taking his mask off. I mean, I, and he had his jersey on. I mean, and he was able to make the trip. I, I don't understand. Listen, I don't, I don't envy envy any of these people having to make these protocols or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, some of this stuff just seems like. Why is he allowed to be on the sideline? Why exactly. is he allowed to take off his mask? I don't understand it, but I did see where he would take off his mask and talk to a player. But, <sighs> I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it was really funny, but that wasn't even the funniest part. After the game, the entire Notre Dame fan base rushed the field. So, first of all, that's the first miscue. They, they rushed the field. Here's not even that they rush the field. They are number four in the nation. You don't rush the field. You want to act like you're better than that. If, if UK beat Florida at home, I wouldn't be like, hey, we should rush. The, it's not a worth rushing the field. I know Clemson's another one. I know they're really, really good. But in that, in that, even if it was regular time, I don't know if that's worth rushing the field. But even that, do you? they acted like they didn't even want sports to happen. You cannot – Rush the field with COVID going on. I feel like every they should have said that. Like I've never thought about that until I saw that last night. That is insane. I, what, what's your take on that? Yeah, I don't I mean, understand. Well, uh, first of all, I agree with you. A a program like Notre Dame should not be rushing the field. I mean, I get it. You know, they haven't beaten a. Actually, I saw this stat last night. Uh, their head coach Brian Kelly uh, was zero and seven versus AP top five teams going into last night. So if that was his first win over a top five team. But still, I mean, Notre Dame is Notre Dame. You do not rush the field if you're Notre Dame. So, so that's the first part I didn't get. And then secondly, we're in the height of a pandemic. And <laughs> if you're Notre Dame fans, you want your team to play, right? I mean, like, I mean, they were ranked second in the AP poll today. So they are, you know, as long as they – can handle their business throughout the rest of the season. It looks like they're on the way to the playoff. Yeah. But if they get corona again, because they've already had to sit out a week or maybe even two, I can't remember. But, you know, so they're looking at possibly, you know, of course, you know, we don't wish it on anybody. But, I mean, it. I have a feeling there's going to be a spike in Notre Dame football team cases this week. I, I think there is too, but – I, I think that somebody's probably going to test positive. That's just bound to happen with what happened last night. But also, what was I about to say? It was oh, – I just literally just lost my train of thought. Wait, hold up. I got it. It's Notre Dame. Rush the, oh, my gosh. I literally have no idea what I was about to say. But, yeah, you, you can't rush the field in that situation because I feel like there's going to be another spike. What – oh, this is what I was going to say. What, what happens now? Does the NCAA, like, give them a violation, or do you think they can just, like, be like it's – it's like a warning situation? I don't know. What, what they did seemed pretty bad. You know, I think you have to give some sort of punishment. I mean, yeah. whether it be a fine or, you know, something like that. I mean, you, especially right now, I have some conferences don't even let you rush the field in a normal scenario. That's so, true. especially right now, you know, uh, and I don't know what the ACC's rules are pertaining to that, but I think you definitely have to, you know, find Notre Dame and then, you know, hopefully that sets an example for other teams and hopefully it won't happen again. That's that's true. I feel that's I feel the exact same way. 
But um, Kentucky didn't play yesterday, so that was a little sigh relief for me because every time they play, I feel like I'm anxious the entire day. So (laughs) this Saturday was pretty good. I don't lose my train of thought often, but that – I have the Pittsburgh-Dallas game going on right now, and it's just weird that Dallas is I have it on as well. It's it's weird when Ben DiNucci or whatever that stud's name is playing. I don't – if if Pittsburgh loses this one, it'll be – a huge embarrassment, but one of my teachers at Scott County love Mr. Walsh loves the Steelers. So if, if they lose, I, I'll, I'll truly give it to them, but uh, we'll move on. We'll move on to a little bit of, um, we'll still go to college, go to NFL. Now when I'm in the, I was in the computer lab in the past few days and I was looking at the Viking. I'm a huge Vikings fan. Everybody probably knows that, but I was looking and I was looking at the schedule, like when they play Monday night games, whatever. I don't know if you know this, they are playing on December 25th. The Vikings and the Saints are playing on Christmas. Tell me that's not one of the coolest, oh. the best things ever. I mean, listen, I'll take Christmas Day football every day of the week. I mean, and the, you know, I mean, usually Christmas is like the NBA's day, but if you know, but if football is on on Christmas Day, sorry NBA, like I'll <laughs> I'll have I'll have the NFL on my screen. Yeah, that I've always loved Thanksgiving football. The Vikings have played the Lions for last few Thanksgivings. And when we're in, when we're visiting our family, that's something I love to watch. But man, Christmas Day football, every Christmas Day basketball is different. It's competitive, but it's not really because it's still regular season NBA. So it's not as big. But yeah. this is going to be like week, uh, I don't know what week it is, but it's going to be a competitive week, especially since the Vikings won today. So another two and five instead of one and five. And look terrible, but uh, man, that is going to be so fun to watch. And the the NBA, we'll get to that starting a little while. They start on the twenty second, but they might have some games then. But it will be run. I don't know who else. Maybe somebody else plays on Christmas Day, but they will be run over by football fans. I was. I don't know about you, but that's that is super exciting. Oh, I mean, that's definitely exciting, and now I'm looking forward to it. Like you said on Thanksgiving. I mean, Thanksgiving Day football is always fun. You know. And I mean, my Browns never play on Thanksgiving <laughs> Day because no one cares about them. You know, we, we don't get any primetime games. We're always a one o'clock game on on CBS, and then and, and, and like and then the Bengals always t- take over the local channels. So so I rarely get to watch them. But um, but I would definitely look forward to Christmas Day football. But as far as the Vikings go, because I know you're a Vikings fan, uh, here's my bold take if I can give you a bold take real quick. Yeah, give I it think me. the Vikings make the playoffs. Really? I think the Vikings make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh I mean I have looked at their schedule. Uh heading I mean they I mean I think they're a better team than their record shows. And now they have Dalvin Cook back who who I think's the best running back in the league and I'm not just saying that because oh, yeah. he's my fantasy running back. <laughs> I think he's the best running back in the league. And I think they found how they got to play to win games. Feed Dalvin Cook. Don't let Kirk Cousins lose the game for you. Very similar to the Browns. Yeah. We need to give the ball to Nick Chubb and don't let Baker lose the game for us. I think our teams are very similar in, in that aspect. I think they are. I think uh, the Vikings lost a lot of key defense, but I think their defense is still really good. Kirk Cousins is a joke. Feeding him whatever that million-dollar contract was was a horrible idea. I think Mike Zimmer is – I don't know. I was calling for Mike Zimmer's head a little earlier in the season when we went like – what was it? One and one and four, one and three. I was calling for his head. 
but then we beat the we just beat the uh we beat the Packers then we beat the Lions today things are looking up if I don't, I have looked at our schedule I don't know who is still left on it that's relatively hard I'd pull it up but I rather not have to hear the clicking in the in the podcast later but um it's it's a good take and I think the Browns the Browns actually are I think they're like five and two aren't they five and two that's a pretty good five and three but yeah I think if Baker if he can figure it out I feel like he has his up and downs but I think if the Browns can really just figure it out they can uh they can maybe get a wild card I think they might be able to clinch the um I don't even know what they're in. AFC. AFC North. AFC North. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the thing about the Browns, and you know, thankfully for us, we have one of the easiest remaining schedules in the NFL. Like our next three weeks are home against Houston, home against Philadelphia, and we play at Jacksonville. So these next three games are crucial, and we still have to play uh, the Jets and the Giants. So we, uh, if we handle our business, that should be five more wins, and that gets us to ten. And then our, our other two games are against the Ravens and Steelers. So, we may not be able to pull those two out. But – so, yeah. I have a good feeling about the Browns making the playoffs. And then, like I said, my bold prediction, Vikings make the playoffs. That's – I like that. Talking about the Jets, the Jets just – somebody came up with a take. I can't remember what his name was, but I heard it. He said the Jets might trade the number one pick – for maybe to the Patriots or whoever, do you think in any world that is a good idea to ever trade the number one pick? Absolutely not. Yeah. No way. I, I, I mean, and I think the Jets should take Trevor Lawrence because I am not sold on Sam Darnold. I, you know, people compare Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, and I know Colin Cowherd. Yeah, he probably won't listen to this, but I know he's a big <laughs> fan of Sam. But but I know he's a big Sam Darnold guy, and. Donald's talented, but but the New York Jets and Adam Gase is not the right fit for really anybody. But for Sam Darnold especially, I think he needs to get out of New York. I think Lawrence can bring an excitement to New York, get Adam Gase out, and then we'll see what happens. But absolutely not. Do not trade the first pick. I don't know how the Jets haven't fired Adam Gase yet. How do you – what are they, 0-7 now? How do you keep him as your head coach? The the Falcons – I don't get the, it. Uh, the, the Texans fired Bill O'Brien when they were like 0-4 or whatever. How did the Jets not fire him? He's not good. He's terrible. I I don't get it either. I mean, uh, I saw – I can't remember their GM's name. Uh, it's, it's leaving my mind right now. But anyway, I, I did see where I think it was earlier this week he said that Something to the effect of Adam Gase is, you know, not the problem. He's the solution. Oh. I don't know what <laughs> I like. I don't know what team he's watching. I don't know what games he's watching. But Adam Gase is not the solution. I mean, I mean, just look at Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill got away from Adam Gase in Miami, went to Tennessee, and now he's winning football games at a pretty good rate. I mean, he is. you know, so I, I don't get the Adam Gase love by the Jets, but I think. And I think it's, there's a good chance the Jets go 0-16. So, once that happens, I think they won't have any other choice but to fire them. What do you think happens first? Actually, that's not even a comparison. I don't know. But people have – if you look at – I think the, the New England's squad is worse than the Jets. But Bill Belichick is such a good coach. He, can, he figures out how to figure out what – like put the puzzle together without all the parts. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, the Patriots are a mess. The Jets are a mess. But, you know, like you said, the Patriots have Bill Belichick. So, so they're an organized mess, if you want to look at it like that. That's true. And I like that. And they are an organized mess. There's a, there's a lot of messes in the NFL right now, but no other team is better, in my opinion, than the Chiefs. The Chiefs barely got away from the Panthers today. Props to Teddy Bridgewater. Man, he is – I wish we would have kept him over Kirk, over Kirk Cousins, in my opinion. But um, do, you, do you think – is your are the Chiefs your Super Bowl prediction right now, or who do you have winning the Super Bowl? Uh, I, I to choose I right now. The Chiefs. Uh, well, I, I have the Chiefs making the Super Bowl. However, I don't have them winning. I think uh, they lose to the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Oh, you think that uh, the Bucks are that talented? Uh, well, I mean they're mo- definitely talented, especially uh, adding Antonio Brown who I'm very excited to watch tonight against the Saints. Is that tonight? Uh, he plays tonight I, with them? Yeah. I, I mean, like, he is officially back tonight. I mean, Antonio Brown shows back. Oh. But um, so I'm excited to watch him. And then, you know, I think that game versus the Giants last week was just kind of a dud. I don't yeah. think that's a good representation of how they're going to be. I mean, to me, that defense is maybe – I mean, you can look at maybe Pittsburgh and Baltimore – as maybe one, two, but I think Buccaneers are definitely top top five in the NFL. And then, of course, you can never count out Tom Brady and all the weapons he's got. So I, I really like what's going on in Tampa Bay. You have just made me so excited to watch the football game tonight. Al Michaels and Chris And also Michael Thomas is coming back. Oh, that is going to be such a good – Drew Brees hasn't had a the last few good weeks. But, man, this could, this could really turn it around for him. I – this is going to be if if your prediction is right and the Bucks go against the Chiefs. Tell me that is not one of the most fun Super Bowls to watch in recent history. Even the last year was pretty great. That would be. Oh, awesome. I mean, I mean, Pat, I mean, Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. People thought we were going to get that a couple years ago. Well, and well, no, they didn't because they're both in the <laughs> AFC. What am I talking about? Uh, I, 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 I was thinking of Mahomes versus Drew Brees. Yeah. Um. No, but um. Yeah, but I mean, I would really like to see a Tom Brady Mahomes Super Bowl. I think, uh, I think it'd be uh, a a great game, and then B, I think it'd be like a passing of the torch sort of situation. I think it would be too. I think Andy Reid, first of all, he's been one of my favorite head coaches for a while. Even though I might not have known it, I just like him just on the sidelines, you know, like chowing down on a hot dog. That's just kind of like my picture in his <laughs> mind of him. I think he, he is he's been really good. Um, if that game came to pass, that would be awesome to see Andy Reid and what's what's the uh, Brian something? Who's the Tampa Bay coach? Uh, Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. I was Bruce Ari- Yeah, Bruce Arians. <sighs> that would be a chess match. It wouldn't be good as good as Reid and Belichick, but it would. That would be an incredibly fun game to watch if that if that's my prediction. I mean. I would love to have the Vikings win it, but the Vikings just like to beat the Saints in like the first or second round, and then, and then just lose. So I don't even mind. Yeah, <laughs> the, you know, the Vikings are a are a one weekend team in the playoffs every year. It seems like. Well, I well, I guess that's not true. They did make the NFC Championship not too long ago with Case Keenum, but other than that, they haven't really been successful in the playoffs. 
that was a fairy tale when they lost to Nick Foles. Man, I don't if if we would have beat the Eagles and went to the Super Bowl against Tom Brady in that game, no way we would have won it. We would have got curb stomped, but have been would have been really funny to watch. But but that game would have been in Minnesota though, wouldn't it? It would have been at their home field, yeah. Yeah, because the Super Bowl was in Minnesota that year. That would have been a good story. <sighs> that would have been ah. Uh, we were robbed of something great, but uh, we'll move on <laughs> now. I, I said, I don't know if I, if you answer this or not, if you had to pick an MVP for the entire year. Oh, so far MVP up to right now, who would you pick as your MVP? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I, you know, the media members, I mean, I've watched first take and, you know, all the ESPN shows and Fox and yep. everyone's been tossing out Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen. Stop. It, it's Patrick Mahomes. He's the quarterback for the best team in the NFL. I mean, people can say the Steelers. Uh, I still think the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL, uh, even though I got them losing the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> I think they're the best team. I think they're the best team right now. Uh, but uh, Mahomes, 25 touchdowns to one interception on the season. He had five touchdowns last week and then came out and threw four this week. I, I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes is definitely the MVP. I think that the Chiefs offense is very – the way that he set it up around Patrick Mahomes has been perfect. I think he's MVP too. You spoke of something good, which is Russell Wilson. I feel like for the past like three or four years, he's always been in that conversation, and then something happens and they give it to somebody else. Um, I, well, I don't know what it is about well, – I think Russell Wilson's very underappreciated. I feel like he, he gets the job done. The Seahawks are always relatively contenders, but – I don't know. I would definitely give it to Patrick Mahomes over Russell Wilson. But yeah, Russell yeah. Wilson's up there. Uh, I would put him second behind Mahomes uh, and probably Rodgers third. Uh, I mean, Wilson's had a great season, but, I mean, you, you've kind of seen over, you know, going back to the Cardinals game and then today against the, uh, um, uh, the Bills. Uh, I mean, they just don't have a defense. And, you know, and then they get in the shootouts and then Wilson has to throw the ball everywhere and then it forces turnovers. And, I mean, it's not his fault, but, you know, I think he's been hurt by his defense this season. Oh, speaking speak of the defense, and though. So, they and get, then in the they, past. They get Jamal Adams back. Yeah, uh, that, that will definitely help. And then I, I don't know if Dunlap played today. I know they traded for Carlos Dunlap. Uh, but I don't know if he played today or not. But I think I think they can get better. And, of course, Pete Carroll is a great defensive mind. So, I think I think they'll get better. But I just don't think it's going to be enough. Speaking of the, the Seahawks, Russell Wilson was 28 for 41 with two interceptions and two touchdowns. Those are not MVP numbers, in my opinion. But um, No, no. Not at all. Hmm. Uh, but let's see. Let's go look at what. Uh, let's go see what Patrick Mahomes did today. Patrick Mahomes was forty for forty-five with four touchdowns and zero interceptions. You got that's crazy numbers. <laughs> that's ridiculous. He's just that's he, ridiculous. I mean, he looks like he's having so much fun out there. <sighs> I mean, I mean, he ought to be having fun with the weapons he's got. Uh, you know, Clyde edwards alaire They just had. You know, they just recently added. Le'Veon Bell, uh, uh, Tyreek Hill, and then my fantasy tight end, Travis Kelsey. Shout Love out Travis. to him. Uh, I, they 
I mean, they just have – I mean, like, it's almost unfair how many weapons they have. And so, I mean, but I, but I, but I, I, I think the Buccaneers – I think the Buccaneers are going to win it all still. <laughs> I'm really going to pay attention to that game tonight and see how the Bucks do. Speaking of Travis Kelsey, would you rather, in your opinion, have Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, the 49ers' amazing tight end? I, I would probably take Kelsey um, Ooh. just because, A, I think or he, he's stayed healthier, which matters in the NFL. You know, sometimes being durable – is a very good quality, That's which true. he's had. And then Kittle has kind of had some tendencies to get hurt. Uh, and, I mean, knowing Kittle, he'll battle back as soon as possible. Uh, but And then I just think Kelsey is uh, successful in so many ways. Kittle is probably uh, more, you know, he, he'll probably get you some bigger plays than Kelsey can. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I don't, and like, he's a little bit faster and he can be used in – a few more ways in Kelsey, but overall, I think just Kelsey as an overall package, I think I'd take him. Oh, I, I personally like George Kittle just because I feel like Kyle Shanahan has convinced him that not a single person can tackle him. And in my opinion, I think Kittle, <laughs> Kittle gives you a lot more. He's a very good, a very, very good run blocker, but um, don't, don't even get me wrong. Travis Kelsey also is an absolute unit. So I don't know. It's it's definitely good. Yeah, I mean, either way you go, either way you go. I mean, like it's a good choice. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, we'll get back. In, we'll get into um. Let's get into a little high school football. Um, Scott County hasn't played in three weeks due to either they couldn't find a game or uh, some COVID something came up. But this week they are supposed to play Frederick Douglass. Everybody who I'm talking to on the Scott County side, they're ready. They're extremely excited to get into this one. They think they can get them. Uh, so I'm extremely excited to, to see that. But um, in your opinion, do you think high school football will um, will be able to finish the season out? Because some, some teams like Grant County down there, are they're finished. They're done. They closed down the – they said football is over. And I think in Scott County, I think football is too big. I don't think they'll be able to do that. Yeah, I, I think we'll get through the season uh, and, you know, crown a champion. I mean, there may be some more hiccups along the way, but I think there are going to be enough teams who are willing to, bet, you know, kind of battle it out and get to the end. And, you know, you talked about Scott County. Uh, I, right after the, you know, the first time we were supposed to play Douglas, uh, I talked to Cameron uh, Lay, and, uh, you know, he, he was very disappointed that the game had gotten canceled and, you know, kind of like you said, you know, they were excited to play him and like they felt like they had a good chance to go compete and, you know, win the game. So, so I'm very much looking forward to that game. I, I, I really hope it. I was so ready. They played, I think, GRC in place and Great Crossing just got absolutely whooped. But um, their program, I guess, is looking on the uprise. I'm, I try to be biased and try not to be biased, but I don't know. It's going to take a few more years for Great Crossing to be contenders or something but yeah uh, I, yeah I mean like I go to Great Crossing and yet I am very much more a Scott County football <laughs> fan than I am Great Crossing I mean I, just basically based on the fact that you know everyone I know still plays for Scott County like I don't yeah. really know very many people on the Great Crossing team so so I like to root 
for Scott County more when it comes to football. And then really for – not to be a bandwagon, but for every other sport, like I do root for Great Crossing <laughs> over Scott County. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I was uh, – Friday night I was on the soccer field of Great Crossing because that's where our, our lacrosse goals are. They have to set up – they have none at Scott County. But if they did, I'd definitely go over there. But um, the football team before the game came and warmed up, so we had to get off. But some of them were, were talking and a lot of them were – talking about how great cross how scott county scared to play them how scott county uh purposely canceled their game because they didn't want to play great crossing again and the only thing i could think of was it was probably one of the funniest things because like these kids actually are confident they could beat scott county and they actually think that the reason coach mckee didn't he didn't even i don't even know what they're talking about they weren't even supposed to they're supposed to play them like the first maybe the first <laughs> week of the playoffs and then destroy them and then go on to play Douglas but I don't know what they were talking about like you can't get beat I don't know they actually kind of kept it relatively close I don't know what the final score was but I think they beat them by like 30 they have confidence but in my opinion Scott County would have steamrolled them again the the only reason that Scott County would be afraid to play Great Crossing is because Coach McKee would be afraid of possibly getting some guys hurt I mean (laughs) other than that they're I mean, I know the game, uh, the first game of the season was a little bit more competitive. But, it, I mean, I mean, it's it's hard to be less competitive than last season. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, listen, Talon's up. I'll say it, you know, whatever. But, I, yeah, I mean, Scott County would steamroll Great Crossing again. And I think it's going to – I think over the next few years the gap will close. Mm-hmm. But I still think Scott County – will be the better program for, you know, the next couple or few years to come. I think it will too. I um I mean the Scott County the Great Crossing head coach hasn't I mean he hasn't DM'd me, hasn't texted me, hasn't I've talked to him once. He hasn't asked to be on the show, but if if he was willing, I would love to talk to him, love to ask him what he thinks the future of the I think there is a future in Great Crossing. I think there's a future at both schools. I think the competition level eventually will rise to a to a middle. And when that happens, that'll just be really fun. Maybe the the county will split, which I've been hoping for. I would love the county to split just two sides, but it's it's all football from from right here. If if you're asking me, yeah, I mean, uh, as far as the gap goes, I think I mean the gap has really kind of closed already, and it seems like mostly every other sport. I like how last year uh, didn't didn't uh, Great Crossing and. Scott County uh, split the, the, their two meetings in basketball. I think Great Crossing won at Scott County, and then Scott yep. County came to Great Crossing and won. Uh, I was actually at that uh, that game at Scott County. You want to talk about a great in, environment of high school sports. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think this rivalry is only going to amp up, uh, like, over the next few years. And I think it's really going to, you know, kind of rejuvenate the city, and I think it'll be good for – you know, both schools. I think you're I'm mean, you're totally right. I was at that Scott County Great Crossing game too before everything went into hectic mode. That was like the day before winter break. Every I mean, everybody was at that game. There was not a seat that couldn't be filled. Scott County ended up losing, but I mean that was talk about I wish I could have made a I wish I had a podcast last year and go through <laughs> all those games. Man, that would have been so much fun. Even though we would have lost, man, that's fun. And, uh, I mean, to have uh, – I mean, I know Cal and whatever, some other guy who does the the commentating on those games, they were there. 
man, if Cal, I mean, Cal, if you're listening to this, you want me to, you want me to help you this year? I'm, I'm free. I'm open. I don't have anything for the basketball <laughs> season. <laughs> Shoot your shot. There you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, I think the sports in Scott County is unlike a lot of other places. Lexington, you got your, you got your, your places that are, you got Douglas. I mean, Douglas cheats, but who wants to talk about that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we won't call them out, but yeah, they definitely cheat. <laughs> um, but no, Scott County, I feel like is, is different than a lot of places in the, the, the the entire county rallies around bull schools and it's it's fun but uh we we'll move on from that uh one of the i don't know how much time i know i have only 40 so we're recording this on zoom for anybody who like hears a difference um so i only have 45 minutes to record this and i have absolutely no idea how long i've been recording this so we'll just uh i have an alarm set and it seems like i'm coming down to however long i said it so we will just wrap up with this final question which will be if a team in say the football nfl playoffs or college football playoffs or something leading up to the playoffs say it's a really important game no matter what i mean we didn't even get to go to basketball but this will be fine if if somebody gets cope say it's the ncaa tournament something some big tournament and somebody gets covid what happens do, do the do you think they automatically get eliminated or how do you think they should uh go about that well man that's a tough one uh, i mean because either way it's gonna be unfair yeah so i mean i i think you have to build into your schedule open dates and then hope that, you know, things get figured out within that time. But, I mean, I, you know, I, at some point there just comes a time where you don't have any more time to, you know, I'm really doing a bad job explaining this. But, <laughs> but okay. you know, you, you can only have so many, you know, open dates and eventually you got to do something. So I think you build in open dates to your schedule and then if time goes by still can't play, then I think then, you know, you just got to be eliminated. I mean, you know, it's going to be – unfair it's unfortunate but i think in this time that's just how you gotta go about it yeah i think i think you're right i think if if somebody gets covid i say you gotta you gotta you gotta test a whole bunch of people and maybe if nobody else has it's just that one guy then you guys don't have to quarantine or whatever so hopefully that hopefully by then we don't have to worry about this and there's a vaccine maybe and something happens i don't know apologies for anybody who the audio sounds weird um this probably won't happen again it's it's just zoom it's the best we got we get to we'll talk sports and however we can talk it but um Braden, That's right. I, I really appreciate you being on it um it was great having you on well uh i really appreciate you reaching out um you know I, my apologies for not having a desktop like in the area because i mean this whole audio thing's my fault but <laughs> um, but um so but no i, I really do appreciate you having me on, uh, you know, it was fun to get to talk some football, you know, hopefully next time we'll get to talk a little bit more about other sports, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks everybody who listened as always. Um, we'll probably have one at the same time next week. I'm recording this on a Sunday. It's I'll probably post it tomorrow afternoon for anybody. Um, but yeah, thanks for everybody who listened. I really appreciate it. We will see you later.